Hello and welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis, the Rangers podcast on Saturday at three. My name's Andrew Anderson. Um, I'm joined tonight by Kenny. How are you doing, man? I'm not bad. Stressed out a little bit after that again, but yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, much in the same boat as you, Kenny. Uh, we're, of course, talking about um, the kind of reaction to the game we had just now against Kilmarnock. Uh, Rangers doing things the Rangers way. Um, yeah, starting poorly, getting into it in the second half, and then conceding a late goal to make it really nervy for the finish. Perfect stuff, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, heart rate calmed down now, can I? Yeah, just about, actually. I thought we were we were actually decent second half there. We were, we were in control. Um, great great goal from them. We put the fear in it in the last 10 minutes. But yeah, uh, job done. That's very much it, uh, as far as I'm concerned. We got three points and we got out of there. Uh, better Rangers teams than this one have gone to Rugby Park and lost points, you know. So, yeah, I feel I feel okay about the thing as a whole. But let's um, let's run through the game quickly and uh, we'll see where we're at. Before uh, I get into it, of course, I have a brief statement to read from Chris Bett. Uh, yeah. He he, you know. Obviously was unable to join us tonight, but had, uh, you know, this kind of brief statement. Uh, Barisic is shy. Statement ends. Uh, so so that, that that was it from from Chris. He did revise it during the game. You know, he he had a couple of other players that he wanted to slate, but, you know, he managed to re- restrain himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, come the full-time whistle. So, yeah, we are where we are. Anyway, let's get into the meat of the game. Obviously, uh, Rangers coming into this off of 120 minutes that we played against Aberdeen, um, who, you know, followed up their excellent performance in the Scottish Cup by getting beat 5-0 of the hearts. So, you know, good, to know, they turn, good to know they turn up for all their games in mm-hmm. equal measure. Uh, I think that was with one change as well from their uh, their cup team game. So, uh, so yeah, very good. Hate They're quite brazen, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Well, they've got four cup finals a season, if they're lucky. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. What can you do? Uh, Rangers actually made three changes from our team over the weekend. Uh, McLaughlin coming in for McGregor. We had uh, Kamara come in for Jack. And we finally had Scott Arfield coming in for Malik Tillman. I, I guess, Kenny, initially, what was your reaction to seeing that team uh, come out? Well, it, it, Michael Beale had said he was going to make some changes, so it didn't overly surprise me. It looks like McLaughlin and McGregor are going to chop and change a little bit. That didn't overly surprise me either, particularly on that plastic pitch. Um, Arfield, I thought, would come in for Tillman. Um, yeah, it didn't really surprise me because I thought there might have been a few more changes, actually. Kamara... Uh, uh, and for Jack on that pitch again doesn't surprise me at all, Andrew. Yeah, Jack. Um, Jack's one. You know, we we've kind of highlighted in the past, given his injury records, and I, I think because of the lack of midfielders that we have at the moment, it's kind of critical to keep him fit. I think of all our kind of central midfielders at the moment, he's probably the best performing or most consistently performing at the moment. It has been in the last few weeks, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I. I, I I completely understand the desire to kind of keep him fit, but yeah, with uh, with Lundstrom being the constant in there and him not exactly performing at his at his best, we we can see why there's a you know at least from my part there's a desperate urge to add some more midfielders into the mix there. 
it's an absolute essential now. It's really obvious that bench today tonight was it was full of kids basically, wasn't it? It was it was a young youthful, kids and, youthful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we've uh, we've kind of uh, looking at that team. As you said, not a lot of it's surprising. I think rotating McLaughlin for McGregor, we're kind of picking the best of bad options. I think both keepers are kind of flawed in each way, and it, uh, particularly for McGregor, it kind of hurts me to say that. But we we know what McGregor's weaknesses are now, um, and McLaughlin, I, I think at this point has has some strengths that, that McGregor's lacking. But equally, I, I don't feel quite as confident as I would have done, say, with Prime McGregor as well. Um, no. We'll come on to it, obviously, but certainly towards the end of the game, he um, he was giving me the fear, you know? Mm-hmm. No, he did a poor game tonight for me, McLaughlin. I thought it's... We keep talking about it on this podcast, Andrew. The, the goalkeeping situation is a big issue at the minute. It really is. Yeah, uh, I think the other concern for me with the the lineup was Arfield starting as well. I, I've mentioned this in the past before, but Arfield for me, I would always have him on the bench. I think it's a fantastic option coming off, and I think he makes an immediate impact coming on as a sub. But every single time he does that and then earns his way into the starting lineup, we always see the same from him, which is fairly anonymous for the majority of the game. Yeah. I don't want to slight Arfield because I think he's been a fantastic servant to the club and I think he still offers quite a lot as a sub, but I would never, ever have him starting a game. I, I, I tend to agree. There's one of those, it's one of those things about him that, exactly what you've just said, that he, he plays his way into the team and then when he does start, he doesn't... Uh, in fact, for me, if anything, he, he, the first hour of the game, he did nothing but foul people, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was just foul after foul after foul, and uh, breaking the game up a little bit, and not helping us a, a huge amount. But yeah, I totally understand what you say, and in, in, in the sense that when you bring him on with twenty minutes, half an hour to go, he, he always makes an impact. He always makes a difference. Uh, it wasn't great tonight. I've got to be honest. Yeah, and it's disappointing. As I said, I, I really rate, rate him not only as a player, but also just as a human being as well. I think he's mm-hmm. does great work um, for Rangers um, on the charity front as well. So, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, love our field. Please don't ever start a game again. You know? No, listen, listen, I totally get it. I, I'm a big, big fan of him. I, I, I should be in and about that squad. That absolutely. But mm-hmm. yeah, tonight he just wasn't just wasn't quite at it tonight. I didn't think. Yeah. So let's get on to the game itself. Um, Rangers kick off and we're looking fairly decent. And then six minutes in, we do what Rangers have done consistently this season, which is concede the first goal. Um, It's pretty poor from our perspective. Uh, Set piece should be doing much better. And uh, Stokes has kind of almost got a free header and is just able to, um, to score a goal. Uh, makes it look very easy and uh, I think everyone kind of looks at that and goes well here we go again you know yeah uh, and it, we, it wasn't without warning they had already had a corner we didn't deal with properly they had put a cross in that Connor Golson had to stretch to get out for another corner um, the goal was coming and we we have to address this do you know what I mean uh, mm-hmm. We really do have to address this situation because we do look vulnerable at set pieces. We do look weak at crosses, you know, at defending crosses, and we're not starting games particularly well. And I, I tend to agree with you. First couple of minutes, we'd actually 
ping the ball about a little bit. But from there on in, Kilmarnock had uh, that physical presence that we seem to be struggling with at the minute. Yeah, and I think you saw that from you know the the immediate reaction after the goal as well. You know, Rangers settle into their kind of horseshoe formation. You know, the dreaded horseshoe that we had under yeah. under Geo, where we would just you know play it quite safe, play it around at the the defence, and and not really do too much. And watching that, you it's very easy to start going. Well, here we go again. You know, this this looks terrible, but. Mm-hmm. What we have seen under Beal particularly is that Rangers can respond when we go down. So although we had conceded that first goal, the good thing for me was that we did look like eventually we started getting back into the game. And on the 23rd minute, Sakala makes a fairly good run on the on the right wing. You know, our, our unofficial mascot here at Saturday at three. Yeah. There's a, there's a great run and uh, puts, a, puts a ball into the box that, I think maybe takes a little deflection there, but Morelos does what Morelos does, um, you know, when he's uh, performing quite well. Puts the ball yep. away, Rangers are back in it in 23 minutes. Uh, how are you feeling at this point, Kenny? Relieved. Um, I thought it was a terrific finish from Morelos, actually, because it, it bounces right up, it skids up on that surface in front of him, and he, he does really well to control it and stick it in the corner. But um, I thought we had... I, I tend to agree with you, Andrew. I thought we had having lost the goal and having that possession. I thought we'd just try to play our way into the game a little bit and calm it all down, and I thought we did that uh, pretty well, actually. Um, but a terrific goal. Uh, Sakala, uh, he's turn and spin, leaves, I think it's Big Ash Taylor for dead. Uh, and it's a, a terrific pass from Sakala. I don't know if it does take a deflection or not, I'm not sure, but right into Morelos' path and a, a terrific finish and was relieved at that point. Yeah, it's either a bobble off the pitch or a, or a slight deflection off of one of the Achilles players. I can't say I've seen it properly, so um, so I won't say either way. But it, it was promising, you know, to see us get back into the game so quickly. Normally, wait until the forty-five minute mark before yeah. we start playing properly. Um, so I know. So so it was good to see. Um, we, uh, we we started coming more into the game, and uh, I think. Unfortunately, it settled into what Killy generally like, certainly a Derek McInnes team like, which is, you know, breaking up the game with little niggly fouls and, you know, just getting those cheap fouls and breaking up the flow of the game. And uh, Armstrong for Killy at this point manages to pick up a yellow card for the benefit of the listeners. This is what we call foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We uh, we go into the into the halftime break. One all. I think on balance, we came into the game a bit more after, you know, getting that uh, equaliser. But I, I think it's difficult to say how optimistic we should have been feeling at that point. Kenny, how are you doing at halftime? Not not 100% comfortable, I've got to be honest. At the st- you know, at halftime, uh, I didn't think we had been particularly good at all. But if I could go back to what you were talking about with Daniel Armstrong, I don't know if you remember, but the very first minute he had put his elbow right into Morelos' chest and then he did it with Barisic, then he did it with Morelos again. Uh, he, he was at it the whole game, that wee guy. And he had a terrific uh, first 20 minutes or so, didn't he? But uh, Sorry to change the subject there, but just go back to at half-time. I, I did think that we were... I was hoping that what had what we've seen lately under Michael Beale was going to happen again, that we would come out and play like the way we can, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, for sure. I think it's the uh, you know it's it's fast becoming a pattern here, right? We um, we kind of have a lackluster first half, but then the second half that team talk happens and we come out raring to go. Yeah, it really is. It's becoming a thing, uh, and I'd rather that that wasn't a thing. I think we really do <laughs> need to get get this sorted. We're losing Kenny, far I'm, too many early goals. I'm pretty sure Beal agrees with you because he made a point of saying that in his pre-match press conference as yeah, well. Yeah, so. I know he did. At the very least, he's conscious of that problem, but obviously whatever he's trying to do to arrest that is not, is not happening at the moment. But the good thing is, I think whatever he is doing at halftime is having an effect. Um, with a clearance from Tav after another Killy set piece, which went up to Ken, he had a fantastic run at the Killy goal, pings about in their box for a bit, and eventually Morales gets a cutback, I think which is meant for Arfield, misses him completely, but it eventually comes to Ken who just places the ball perfectly and ranges a 2-1 up. Feeling yes. a little bit better at this point, Kenneth? <laughs> Very much so, and it's a terrific finish. Uh, I'm going to be honest, it's absolutely horrific defending from Kilmarnock. They're all over They're all over the place, but I'll tell you what, the, the, the composure to, to take that touch and ping that right in the corner, he actually hits the side net from there, and it, it, it's what, what a great finish. Really composed and, yeah, very much relieved and thought we would kick on from there, to be honest. So, yeah, because I thought we'd started the much better side in the second half. Yeah, completely agree. I think when we see how we react, in terms of comparison, I look back to that Aberdeen game that's just gone and how in the second half they sat back off of us. Killy didn't really do that, you know, all credit as much as I may not want to give it to Derek McInnes. He did continue to go for it during this game. And yes, he so, did. certainly in the start of the second half, you know, th- this game absolutely could have gone either way as far as both teams going for it. Um, but you're right, it's criminal defending for them um, in 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 the, in the run-up to that goal. And yeah, someone should have been, I, I think, the, the best metric for me is if we'd considered that goal, uh, we'd want pretty much the entire defence gone already. Yeah, it's it's not particularly great, but, you know, we don't care. We've got the goal. Take, t- listen, uh, Andrew, it takes nothing away from the, the, the finish. Oh, uh, 100%. It, it is an absolutely brilliant finish. He's, what, 15, 16 yards out? And he he hammers it with a with a bit of slice on it right in the corner. Brilliant goal, really good mm-hmm. finish from him. Delighted for him as well. I mean, and 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 with that goal as well, he's doubled his scoring record from twenty twenty two. So you know, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's all two good. And three things. games now, isn't it? It's <laughs> two and three. Keep that ratio up, and we'll be delighted with him. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about Kent and his uh, his situation with Rangers uh, after the game. Uh, I think his post-match comments were interesting, but we'll come on to that later on. Um, we'll move on to the next kind of major event from the game. Uh, Killy, as we said, are continuing to attack during this and uh, push forwards. Armstrong, again, looking like a real nuisance. Uh, he's going forwards and in a bit of a tussle with Borna Barisic, throws out an elbow, which catches Borna on the chin. I, I think it's definitely at least a yellow card offence, if not a straight red, because it's a flailing elbow that's caught Borna in the face and uh, Killy are down to 10 men. What was your take on that, Kenny? Because post-match, Derek McInnes said it was kind of a soft red. Probably, probably wouldn't have given it, you know? 
It's a it's a yellow card. It, it, listen, it, I, I've just alluded to it as well. The, the boy was doing that the entire game. He was sticking his elbow anywhere he could, or his forearm anywhere he could. Um, and I've no sympathy for him whatsoever. It, it was just a stupid, stupid thing to do. And but Borna Barris has actually did him, did him really well. Flipped the ball over his head, didn't he? And uh, and and spun to turn. And the the wee guy thought he was being smart. He'd been doing it all game. And no, uh, happy to see him go off because he was, for me anyway, he was their best player actually. He was causing us a little bit of bother, particularly the first half, first half hour anyway. Um, so delighted to see him go uh, and just sheer, sheer stupidity from him actually. That's what it was. Yeah, by all accounts, he's been one of Killy's better players over their past few games. So, you know, obviously a relief to see him go off from our perspective. But I agree, it's stupidity. Um He's been at it all game, as you say, but honestly, you can't be doing you can't be doing that when you're on a yellow card already. So no, no, it, it was I, just foolish. And he could have killed his team's chances, didn't he? Uh, even though I know they they got a set goal later on in the game, as we're going to talk about, but oh yeah, kind of killed their chances <laughs> off completely. Yeah, I, I think realistically, Killy needs to keep a pitch to to you know give it a good proper go. And uh, as you say. Him getting sent off forces McInnes to take off Doig and replace him with, uh, you know, kind of a more defensive-minded player. So it's yeah. it's never going to happen for them um, in that respect. Um, from there, I think we we don't, you know, immediately take advantage because it's McInnes. He does kind of sit back and get on the defensive a bit more. So we see Rangers coming back into it eventually following Killy kind of getting defensive. Alfie's looking in the moods. There's a quick cross from Borner after a great passage of play. There's a fantastic header and Alfie manages to get the third here. This is Morelos doing what Morelos should be doing, right? Yep. Listen, uh, again, I totally agree with you. His movement is, uh, tonight was much, much better than we've seen of late. He was really good. Took his goals well, uh, but the movement uh, for that particular goal was actually really good. He just peels off the defender and gives himself a good yard, six feet of space, and great header. Brilliant goal. No, I, I completely agree. I think it was a great third goal. Um, we we see almost immediately after this, Alfie's bullying his way through the defence and he forces another good save, looking for that hat-trick. So he's in the mood, definitely. And, I mean, you know, if we get this kind of performances out of Morelos going forward... This is what we want to see, right? It absolutely is. Uh, more, of, more of the same, please, from, from Alfie. He, he, I've said this before, I love him a bit, so, uh, but he's been, he's had his troubles this season, let's just say that. But, uh, yeah, tonight he looked much more like the Alfredo Morelos we all know and love. Doesn't, didn't he? He really did play quite well, I thought, tonight. Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I'm was. i obviously keeping my, my old man updated as he's away on his holidays. And uh, we were talking about Ken Amorelos and, you know, he's disconnected from the news at the moment. So he's asking for what's like they're staying, are they signing new contracts or anything like that. And prior to today, you know, I've just been saying if I had to pick one of the two, it'd be Ken. But if we get that version of Morelos on a regular basis, then... Yeah, let, let's keep Morelos, you know. I, I think that's the problem, though. Trying to get this kind of performance out of him consistently now, that looks more difficult. But then I don't know if that's going to be improved because we have Beal back. 
Beal is someone who's worked with him before, got probably arguably the best performances that we've had out Morelos um, over the time of his career at Rangers. So is is he the one to convince Morelos to shape up and, and do the business for us? I certainly be interested hope so. To see. Yeah. yeah, I certainly hope so. Uh, listen, a, a fit or a fully fit uh, Alfred, Alfredo Morelos uh, with his mind in, or his head in the right place, put it that way, um, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer to keep him. It really is. It, but that's your issue at the minute. We have all seen it all season, Andrew, haven't we? Uh, that's your issue. Is he going to maintain this kind of form? Uh, but again, what I will say is that the one thing we all do know about Morelos again is the more he plays, the fitter he gets. Uh, and the, the the fitter he gets, the better he gets. It, there is it is A to B to C with him, and the more games he's getting, the better he's looking. Mate. He really is. Well, I mean, to play devil's dick advocate here as well, you know, the the injury that he had last season, probably the longest injury that's oh, sorry, the longest term injury that he's had um, over the course of his career, certainly with us. And so maybe it does take that extra time to get him back fit and firing. Yeah, I suppose it, yeah. It, it, it all could be up in the air. It all could be, you know, useless if he doesn't sign a new contract for us anyway. But we shall see how, how things go. I mean, certainly on the back of his contributions just in this game, yes, great, we'll keep it. But it's seeing what he can deliver over the course of a season. Same argument we've made about, you know, Rangers transfer business in general. Um, the same argument we've made about players like Kamar Roof. Can they deliver over the course of a season? So, yeah. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll, very see true, things, very fair. we'll see how things go. That was, unfortunately, Morales' last contribution to the game. He uh, he comes off uh, for Tillman, interestingly enough. I think we switched to kind of a front three that was quite fluid. Sakala, Kent and Tillman all kind of interchanging up front there. So it's interesting to see that from Beal. Um, I think it was a 4-3-3, but it was kind of very fluid up front. Let's yeah, say yeah, it was, wasn't it? And... Uh, that's the first time I've seen in quite a while Sakala play out left there, and he looked mm-hmm. quite tidy over there. I thought um, I'm quite happy with the way the, the front players are beginning to function under Michael Wheel. I've got to say the, the issues are elsewhere. I think um, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean by that. Well, yeah, we we saw exactly that at the 83rd minute when uh, Kamara came off for James Sands, who. As a fellow American, uh, I mm-hmm. have to, you know, kind of, kind of try and defend, but it, it's certainly clear that there's a step down when it comes from Kamara going down to James Sands. I've said the point. I won't belabor it. Rangers need some midfielders this window and next window as well. We need midfielders, um, please, yes, Rangers. Make, make me happy. <laughs> yeah, totally agree with you. We really do. We need that. That. Without being too dramatic about it, the the midfield kind of needs emptied a bit, if you know what I mean. It really does need changed big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if nothing else, just to have other options there. Lundstrom's played a good run of games now. I think if we had different options, he'd be out of the squad, or at least drop to the bench, let other players try and play their way in. Um, instead, he's playing through. I think a particularly poor run of form at the moment. So yeah, and injuries. Um, yeah, he's got, yeah, he has got an injury as well. So it, he's playing through that. Jack's got injuries as well, as we know. Uh, mm-hmm. We need bodies, Andrew. We need bodies in that position. And right now, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's right now we need them. Yeah, absolutely. We um, 
you know, we, we do the kind of typical Rangers thing at this point. Uh, we let Killy back into the game. I, I think, in fairness, this is um, this is not something we could really legislate for beyond making sure that no ball ever enters the box ever. Um, ball falls to Joe Wright uh, in the box, and he strikes. I think a fantastic volley. Um, honestly, I don't think. McLaughlin, McGregor, I think Buffon would have struggled to save this one, you know, no. so it was a fantastic effort. And it's 3-2 uh, for the last five minutes of the game. Nice and stress-free, right, Kenny? What a finish that was. I, I, I sitting in my sofa and I actually just went, oh, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's like, gee whiz, what a finish. Um, he just put his laces through it. He just connects perfect with it and it flies into the, the, the roof of the net. Um, and I'm beginning to fear the worst. Probably the same as every other Rangers fan. I've seen this a thousand times <laughs> lately. You know, just get this done. Um, and to be fair to Rangers, I thought they they actually coped with Kilmarnock really well from there on. And but what a goal, wasn't it? Really, really good goal. To be fair to the, the boy. Oh no! Fantastic goal! Fantastic goal! Um, honestly, it's a ridiculous volley. It's a FIFA special. Honestly, yeah, it he, is. He, he he could have tried that ninety nine times out of 100 it doesn't go in but he manages to strike that so sweetly and and it's a fantastic goal and makes it nice and nervy for us for the last eight minutes of the game yeah we um we kind of go back and forth i think both teams are still looking to win it with uh with the goal being down to one at that point killy obviously think they can get something out of the game and they do need it sitting in 11th in the league um Lafferty, who has come on at this point, has a really good effort from long range. And I think seeing that go in, absolutely feared the worst. We can get yep. flashbacks to Jordan Jones, you know. Uh-huh. But um, McLaughlin does eventually gather it, sort of stops it and then gathers it at the last moment. Um, and then we, we kind of eventually see out the game, but it felt very similar to how the Aberdeen game finished, where the last 90 seconds looked like a complete cluster. McLaughlin has the ball at his feet, attempts to clear it out. Eventually, it makes its way to a Achille player. McLaughlin gets the ball back again. He passes it directly out to a Achille player. Um, yep. And eventually, eventually, the whistle blows full time. Everyone re- reads the sigh of relief, and we go on. But, Kenny, overall then, how are you feeling? At the end of that, listen, I, I, what I will say is that our game management in the last five minutes of games at the minute is absolutely horrific. From a team or a squad of players in particular that know how to see games out, we are not doing it. We're not doing it at all well. It's a concern to me, actually, that we're we're not starting games well, we're not ending games particularly well, uh, but we are getting results. We're losing far too many goals, uh, but we're scoring plenty. Uh, It was an entertaining game to watch. It wasn't the best of games in terms of... um, uh, you know, n- nice on the eye or whatever, but it was a good game to watch. Um, but far too stressful as a Rangers fan for for my liking. There's no need for for this now, surely. Yeah, I mean, you know, great to entertain the neutral, but as far as I'm concerned, I take boring two 0 wins all the way till the end of the season. You know, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. So we are, we are. We've um, we won the game. I think eventually seeing it out and. In the pre-game, you'd offered me the win. That's fine. The win and no injuries as well. Because I think, you know, aside from the potential of drop points, the biggest concern for me whenever we go to Killy is someone's going to knackle themselves on that pitch. So yeah. 
the the fact that we got out there with the three points and no one going down as though they'd broken their leg, great. I'm happy. Yep. I can draw a line under it and move on, you know. There are a couple of it. Sure. Yeah. No, you're quite right, Kenny. I think there are a couple of interesting bits from the uh, from the post game as well. Uh, Kent was the first one up um, on the interviews for Sky, and was you know interestingly got asked about his contract situation and was talking up his relationship with Mick Beal, how well he gets on with him, how you know how much he enjoys working with him, how much of an influence he's been on him as a player. And that was then reflected with uh, with Beal later on when when he was interviewed, saying that you know really rates Kent. He wanted to take a lot of the contract discussions away from Kent during this period of games because it's such a big period and such an important period as well, as far as our season goes. Um, you know, obviously given the cup games, etc. So interesting, and it sounds quite positive as far as Kent staying around potentially for you know a new contract, but. What did you make of that, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I hope that he stays, first and foremost. Uh, I think it, it's now coming across very much like a Conor Goldson situation last year where they're just turning in insane to the, 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 the guy himself. Look, don't worry about it. Uh, see what's on the table and you can decide at the end of the season. We're happy uh, for you to do that. I think, as far as I'm aware, that Ryan Kent is quite happy with the offer that Rangers have put on the table for him. Um, that's just rumour. I'm not suggesting that's a guarantee, but that's the rumour that's going about, that he is quite happy with the offer that Rangers have made, but he would like to just see what's available down south and stuff like that. Um, I think he'll stay. I actually think... Uh, he's got an affinity with us and he's got an affinity with with Michael Beale and unless he gets a crazy offer uh, from a you know a top eight Premier League side, which I don't see happening with him to be honest, uh, I'm quite hopeful he, he will stay uh, and I think Michael Beale will have a massive, massive influence in that because he gets the best out of him. There's just no doubt about it. Michael Beale does get the best out of him, doesn't he? Completely agree. Um, you know, we can we can see the improvements in performance. You know, ju- just in the in the short time that that Beal's been here, uh, Kent's been flying. So yeah, it is 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 with the handbrake off. I think when when Michael Beal was saying that about the squad in general, he could have just been talking about Ryan Kent because of all the players under Michael Beal since he's come in. Kent has shown the most improvement from how he's playing on the geo for me. He absolutely has. I totally agree with that, Andrew. He, he, he looks like he's getting back to the, the, the best that we, we've seen of him, which was perhaps 18 months ago, two years ago. Uh, a terrific player when he's he has that confidence and you can see he is getting more and more confident. I noticed even tonight, uh, don't know if you noticed that, but he had m- much more... Uh, much more shots at goal. He was much more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wanting to do that. That where, where he's been, as you say, playing with the handbrake off or whatever. He was really happy to have a strike at times and delighted to see it because if he can get his shooting boots on, uh, the, the boys are probably the best player in the league for me to be honest with you when he's actually on it. And you know, let's be fair um, to, to what we said earlier on. It's that consistency thing, right? Same same argument that we have with Alfredo Morelos as well. If we can get that kind of performance out of Ryan Kent consistently, completely agree with you, mate. I think he is one of the best players in this league. 
but it's if he's delivering at that level consistently. We haven't seen that for a while, I think, from Ken um, over the course of a season. You know, we look, but we look back to his earlier seasons with Rangers, and that's probably the higher watermark for us. He's always contributed, but I think the frustration that we have with Ryan Ken is that we see how good he is and how much more he could contribute if he was always on it. I don't want to sound like I'm being overly critical of him because I think he had a fantastic game tonight, and I think he's been really good under Michael Beale, but it's it's finding that level and finding a way to make sure that we get that level from him all the time. Can I just then, say that? I, I think Michael B was beginning to get that. I, I noticed uh, mm-hmm. on on the commentary tonight that Ali McCoyce was complaining a little bit about him coming too deep. I, mm-hmm. I, that doesn't concern me too much. I actually think we want him on that ball as much as possible. The more, he, the more he's on the ball, the better he gets. And I don't mind him coming deep and taking it because if he's not getting it, you know, 30 yards from goal, then I don't mind him coming, you know, that extra 10, 15 yards to come and get involved. Uh, I, I, that's where I would, I actually disagreed with McCoyce when he said that tonight, that I was like, I don't, I'm actually looking at that and thinking he's actually playing us into the game here. We we hadn't started well uh, and and Ryan Kent coming back was was playing it out wide. He was coming right into the middle of the, into the middle of midfield and taking it off of Connor Goldson and the like. I was delighted to see that, actually. I think that's the thing that we have with certainly our style of play, especially under Steven Gerrard and, and now Michael Beale, which is what we think of as traditional wingers are not just going to be sitting out in the wing and firing balls into the box. As far as Michael Beale and Steven Gerrard were concerned, those were players who had to contribute defensively as well. So we saw that with Fashion Sakala. He was uh, he was coming back as well. He was contributing. I think there's a there's a desire, certainly, and I get it from McCoy's perspective to to see Kent always on the offensive, always contributing offensively. But the way that we set up and the way that we play, Kent, Sakala, those guys, Tillman as well, and Arfield, I, I guess um, the player who's playing in that position at least, yeah. they all have to contribute defensively as well. And you know, seeing Kent doing that. And then being able to go forward and contribute offensively as well, that's great. I completely agree with you, Kenny. Seeing seeing how that works, that's Michael Beale's system coming to the forefront. So that's only a positive as far as I'm concerned. He's given that he's given those number ten roles a free role basically, and mm-hmm. it, to me, it's it's much more fluid than when than what we have been watching over the last year or so. So I, I, honestly, I'm delighted with it, and hopefully we keep improving in this system. Yeah, I think the only major concern that we have at this point, apart, well, from my perspective at least, apart from we have to sign midfielders, please God, let us sign some midfielders, is how many goals we are shipping at the back. I think Davis and Goldson have looked much better together, but that's a good number of goals we've now conceded over the past few games. Shipped two to Celtic, we've shipped two tonight as well. Admittedly, one of them's an absolute peach, right enough. But there's there's also the the goal against Aberdeen as well, which I think was quite soft from our perspective. So, you know, there's certainly improvements to be made, but Rangers still remain undefeated. I think Beal has done better than I think we could have expected if we'd stuck with Geo. I think that's fair to say. You know, picked up what is it, 19 points out of 21 yeah, so far. So. Uh, I think we, we've we done very well, especially up against the Celtic team who look 
completely rampant at the moment, as much as it pains me to say that. Yep. We're looking good. I think as as good as we can. So long may it continue, I guess. Listen, we we are improving. You can see uh, the shape getting better all the time. Um, the, the issue we have is uh, in midfield. We, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the pod that fundamentally our issues are are, are in midfield. Um, teams are targeting targeting uh, our fullbacks as well. But that's because those fullbacks are not getting the cover they need uh, in the system that we're playing. Uh, it's really obvious we're lacking legs in the midfield. And if we can get that sorted, uh, I'll start to sort that uh, in January before this window shuts. We'll all be, uh, I-, I think, slightly happier by the end of the season by the way the team's shaping up, to be honest. Completely agree. I think we're in a position where... We, we want this manager to be back at this point. I think what he's proved over the past few games is that he can be trusted with this squad. He is, I, I suspect, getting the most out of this squad or, or even making this squad over for Paul at this stage. So what he needs now is to be backed um, and strongly because the, and and I, I think that does line up with what Michael Beale has been saying because he's spoken in, in terms of the transfer dealings, not of signing players for the next six months. He's talking about getting players in for the next three, four years. So yeah. he's got a long-term plan, and I think that that's what we need to be looking at. But we do want to be seeing that happening. And I know that there are even fellow podders, Kenny, who are mm-hmm. eager, eager for transfers to be happening right now. Um, yes. But the critical thing is that they need to be the right players. We don't want to get an emergency desperation signing we want to get players who are right and who are going to strengthen this team for the long term because i think beal has proven over the past nine games he can absolutely be trusted to to oversee that rebuild he he, he absolutely can and it's not just that uh andrew if you actually look at even the players we're being linked with uh now, whether they come or not is a different issue, but the age of them, he's very aware that that midfield is just far too old. Uh, it's just far too old. It needs uh, that energy and zip that you get from guys, you know, in their early to mid-20s that when you look at the age of our midfield, it's an old midfield and it's got to be dealt with and dealt with immediately. Um, and we, we are saying it, everybody's saying it, Get these players in as quickly as you can, please. Completely agree. Completely agree. But we'll see what happens. You know, this pod will be released at seven o'clock on the 19th of January. You know, maybe Rangers will make us look stupid and we'll announce two players by that point. Who knows, right? (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll turn our attention now to Rangers' next game. We've got a Scottish Cup fourth round game against St. Johnson. Uh, like the uh, the League Cup fixture the past weekend, th- this is probably one of our most important games because it represents our most realistic chance of getting some silverware this season. St. Johnson are not exactly coming into this on a great run of form. They've lost their last five games. We'd be hopeful this would be a nice and straightforward one, but <laughs> Kenny, what do you think? Are Rangers going to do the Rangers thing or what? Well, it's a must-win, Andrew. We have to win the game. We have to make sure we're in the next round of that cup. Um, we, the, the most realistic uh, 
situation that we find ourselves in this season is that we we have two domestic cups to try and win and just keep winning our league games and the hope that the other other mob slip up a little bit but um I think St John's the fans are are boycotting this game as well aren't they they've only sold something like 300 tickets or something like that it's it's quite insane um that's right yeah uh it's an absolute must win so you know There'll be a heavy, heavy uh, Rangers support there. Um, it'll be predominantly Rangers fans, so it'll be almost like a home game. And it's, it, you know, when you look back at it, the result against St Johnston with, under Gio kind of killed Gio's tenure, didn't it? So mm-hmm. hopefully we are in a situation here where we, I'm not saying revenge, but we've got a point to prove. We just have to have a point to prove there. Get up there, get the job done, get back down. Hopefully not like uh, tonight where the stress levels went to 99. But, um, <laughs> but you know, we go there, get the job done. And as you say, I, I, by all accounts, I haven't se- I've got to be honest and say I haven't seen much of St Johnston uh, lately at all. Uh, but I know they've lost five in a bounce. And by all accounts, they're not playing particularly well either. Uh, it's not as if they're being unlucky with these, they're just not playing well. So hopefully we can get there with a little bit of confidence and get the job done, get down the road again. Well, you'd hope so, right? But it's Rangers, so... Yes, exactly. <laughs> I suspect they'll put us through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, they it. will. Um, no, I mean, we'll look forward to it. As you say, we've got two realistic shots of, of winning silverware. We've just had the one the past weekend. We'll look forward to this one as well. The only thing to do is to ensure we win this game. I think, you know, no matter what. So I, I suspect we'll see some rotation for it as well. I kind of expect McGregor to come back into it as as Neil seems to be rotating the keeper options. Yeah, I, I think strongly right. suspect that Arfield will drop back to the bench as well. We'll see Tillman come in. Genuinely, we'd be surprised to effectively see the same team that we had against Aberdeen just go straight into this one as well. So... It's going to be interesting, but as you say, I think the cup games at the moment are the the bigger games, as far as I'm concerned, mate. They are absolute. Every single cup game we've got from now till the end of the season is an absolute, an absolute must win. Uh, we have to win uh, at least one trophy every season. Everybody knows that, but th- this season in particular, with the way this, the league ca- campaign has gone, where we were basically out of the out of contention by. The, by December, uh, we we have to put a massive onus on making sure we have got some silverware at the end of the season. So this particular game coming up at the weekend is enormous for those players and for Michael Beale. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we'll have anyone who's uh, dissenting on that one. And more importantly, it's the Scottish Cup. This is our trophy at the moment. We we won it exactly. last time. Yeah. We need to defend it. So, yes. you know... <sighs> The, the motivation's all there. Maybe if we're if we're feeling a bit saucy, we might even have a couple of new signings by that point. What we do that know would is be lovely. Have, that would be fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, I think what we do know is that we'll have Antonio Cholak back at that point. I guess for me, that would be the only question: Does Cholak come back in for this game, or do you look at Morales' two goals and one assist in this game just gone and say, mm, well, maybe? Alfie's earned his uh, earned his place there. He, he might actually do that. I hadn't really thought of that, but you might be right. He might actually just look at it and say, do you know what, give Morelos an hour. Uh, but it's a great 
it's a great option to have to see Cholak back in contention because you know if you can use him properly, we, we which we have done this season, uh, that boy will score goals for us. There's no question mm-hmm. of it, and uh, he's him and Roof are the probably the most the best natural finishers at the club. Uh, Roof obviously been out; he's not in contention here at all. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if he did actually start the troll up just purely on the the amount of minutes Alfredo's had over the last four or five weeks. Um, but you, I understand exactly what you're saying. That you know, he might well look at it and say, "Well, he got two, and he was off after what seventy minutes today." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he might well have taken him off with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think if you're a pragmatic manager, which I think Beal is to a certain extent, you kind of look forward to the St. Johnson game and go, "I want to keep Alfredo fit because he's the only kind of." <laughs> fit striker yes. that we have at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, true. And I, I kind of struggle to say that word like, looking at, you know, the kind of shape of Alfredo at the moment, but I'm not in a position to judge anyone on their on their physique right now. So I'll hold off on any judgments as far as Alfredo is concerned. I know, that, well. I know that feeling. But the one thing I will <laughs> say is that I actually felt that uh, watching the game tonight that I thought Alfredo did look fitter than he has done for a few weeks, you know, all season. But again... Mm-hmm. He did look fitter again. He looked, I don't know if it's just me, but I thought he looked slightly leaner yet again. Um, so well, no, was... I think I think seeing seeing his play in the run up after that second goal, you know, where he was bouncing defenders off of him, that yeah. was very much old school Alfredo Morelos. It was so, indeed, yeah. You know, if we can have that, that'd be great. Um, I don't care what size or shape he's in. If he can do yeah. that kind of thing consistently, then great. He starts every game for me. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, we'll obviously have all the reaction to that game uh, after it's taken place. Look out for that on Sunday. And we'll then probably have a little preview show that we'll put out as well. Looking forward to, well, St. Johnson again, bit in the league this time. Yeah. So whether it's uh, making up for a shocking cup defeat or, uh, you know, just cruising back to back to back victories against them. We'll see. I, I hope and suspect it'll be two victories. But we shall see how things go. It's the Rangers' way, after all. Um, <laughs> Kenny, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for for stepping in and uh, coming on to talk through this uh, this game with me, mate. Uh, Andrew, I really enjoyed that. Fantastic, mate. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you, man. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you very much. Uh, we hope you continue to like, subscribe, share the podcast. You can find everything Saturday at three at Saturday at 3.co.uk we've even got a tiktok now thanks to uh valued podder iddy um i have no idea how tiktok works but he assures me it's what all the kids are using so yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get it and see what it's all about actually (laughs) i think uh feel free to check it out have a click around everything that you do in terms of liking following subscribing all of that all helps us so um we encourage you to keep doing that thank you very much for listening I hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you.